Puss in Boots Once upon a time in France there lived a miller who had three sons. When he died, the miller left the mill to his eldest son. To his second son he left a donkey on whose back sacks of flour could be loaded and delivered to customers. But to the youngest son he left only a large cat, whose job it had been to chase the mice that came at night to make holes in the sacks and steal grain. The poor youngest brother wondered how on earth he would make his living with only the cat for company. He could see that he would have to go out to the world to seek his fortune. I shall have to leave you behind. Puss, he said, for I do, t- I do not see how I am to look after you. What about if I look after you? replied the puss. Whatever do you mean? said his master. I can make your fortune for you, said the cat. All I need is a good-sized drawstring bag and a pair of really nice boots for my hind feet. Well, the lad was mightily puzzled, but he decided it was worth letting the cat try to win his fortune, as he surely had no idea what to do otherwise. With his brand new boots on his hind paws and his drawstring bags slung over his shoulder, Puss set off with nothing but a handful of corn from the mill. The first thing he did was go straight to the nearest rabbit warren, where he opened the bag, put a little corn into it, and laid it open near the rabbit hole. Then, Puss laid in wait until dusk, when the rabbits came out of their hole. One rabbit came up, full of curiosity, and hopped into the bag to get the corn. Up sprang Puss and pulled the drawstring tight. Then, instead of taking the rabbit to his master, he set off to the palace, where he announced that he had brought the king a present. Your Majesty, said Puss, taking a a low bow, I am a messenger from the Marquis of Carabas, your neighbour. He was out hunting today and was lucky enough to catch a fine young rabbit. He begs that you will accept it as a present. The king was puzzled because he had never heard of this Marquis, but he was pleased to have the rabbit. Tell your master that I am delighted with his present, he said. Day after day, Puss went out hunting in this manner, and each time he presented his cat to the king. Don't forget, he said to his master, that you're supposed to be a marquise. The young boy had no idea what the cat was talking about, but he trusted him nevertheless. After a while, 
the cat started to be invited in for a drink and a chat with the guards and soon got to know all the the court gossip. One time, Puss got to hear that the king was planning to ride the next day in his grand carriage with his daughter, the most beautiful princess in France. Puss took care to find out which direction they intended to take. The next morning, he said to his master, I think it would be a good idea to take a swim in the river this morning. The lad agreed, and by the look in Puss's eye, he knew that he had a plan in mind. Puss led the way to a part of the river where the royal carriage was bound to pass. While the boy was swimming in the river, Puss heard the sound of the approaching carriage. Quickly, Puss hid his master's ragged clothes under a stone and as the carriage came into view, he ran into the road shouting, Help! The Marquis of Carabas is drowning! At once, the king recognised Puss and orders his guards to go to the rescue. The lad pretended to be drowning so that the guards had quite a struggle to get him to the bank. Meanwhile, Puss went up to the carriage, bowed to the king and said, While he was bathing, thieves unfortunately stole my master's fine clothing. He cannot appear before your daughter without any clothes. Of course not, replied the king, and sent his footman to fetch a spare set of clothes from the back of the royal carriage. Now that the handsome lad was properly dressed, the king was glad to meet the mysterious Marquise, of whom he had heard so much from Puss. He welcomed the Marquise into the carriage, where he sat next to the princess. Come for a drive with us, my dear Marquise, said the king. Without another word, Puss set off and disappeared around the next bend of the road. By the time the king's gilded carriage was on its way again, Puss was a long way ahead. Soon he passed a field of haymakers. My good haymakers, said Puss, you must tell the king that this meadow belongs to the Marquis of Carabas, or I'll grind you all to little bits. Now, Puss knew that the meadow really belonged to an ogre, who was known to be able to change his shape. So, of course, the haymakers had no idea if this was just an ordinary pussy cat telling them what to do, or if it was really the ogre. Soon, the royal carriage passed by, and the king leaned out, and asked to whom the field belonged. To the Marquis of Carabas, your majesty, 
chorus to the haymakers. That's a fine piece of land you've got there, said the king, nudging the lad who was busily chatting to the princess. All along the road, it was the same story. Puss always got there before the royal carriage. Woodcutters, shepherds and farmers all told the king that their master was the Marquis of Carabas because Puss had threatened to turn them all into mincemeat if they didn't. Now, Puss caught sight of a fine castle which he recognised as belonging to the ogre. Puss went up to the great gate and asked to speak to the ogre. Puss said to him, I heard that you can transform yourself in the most amazing way, into a lion, for example, but I can't really believe that is true. The ogre was so offended that he bellowed, Just you watch! and instantly turned himself into a lion. Puss pretended to be scared and jumped up onto the castle roof. The ogre turned himself back into an ogre. That'll teach you, he roared. You gave me a dreadful fright, said Puss. Do you know, people say you can even turn yourself into a tiny animal, such as rat or mouse. But that's absurd. It's quite impossible. Impossible, eh? screeched the ogre, and the great foolish creature turned himself into a mouse. In an instant, Puss had pounced on him and gobbled him up, bones and all. At that moment, the royal carriage rumbled over the drawbridge, for the king too had spotted the castle and wondered who lived there. Welcome to the castle of Marquis of Carabas, your majesty, said the puss, who had just wiped the last morsels of the ogre from his whiskers. What? cried the king, turning to the young boy. Is this yours too? The lad glanced at puss and then nodded. May we see inside? went on the king. So, the king, the princess and the miller's son looked around the castle, and very fine it was too. The ogre's servants were so happy to see the back of their master that they laid on a fine feast. And at the end of the meal, the king agreed to give his daughter's hand in marriage to the Marquis. As for Puss, his master was so grateful that he saw to it that the cat was made a lord. So they all lived happily ever after, and Puss never had to chase another mouse for the rest of his life. <laughs>